0: Welcome to eBible Fellowship's Sunday Bible Study. For broadcast times in your area of these studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now it's time to begin our Sunday study with your speaker, Chris McCann. Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship Sunday Afternoon Bible Study. Today we're we're going to take a break from our study of the book of Daniel and we're going to um, turn our attention to um, some information that we've looked at in the past regarding the jubilee year of nineteen ninety four and we're also going to look at some um, information that we have not yet looked at that um, shows similarities between the first coming of Christ and the jubilee year of 7 BC and the uh uh likely coming of Christ to end the world or no let me rephrase that i don't want to say it's likely uh actually at this at this time we're just making observations and and seeing similarities and 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 so uh, Hopefully we can look at this material, uh, objectively and, uh, just take note, take note. And actually, uh, it would probably be a good idea to have a pen and paper to take notes, um, available because we're, we're going to mention some numbers and, and dates and uh, it helps uh, if you 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 jot these things down and and then you can see the time relationships and you can also check the math uh, and so I, I would encourage um, anyone listening uh, to get a piece of paper and and a pen or a pencil and n- note the time references the dates that are given the um, the length of years and so forth, and you can also always go back and review them. And also, if you um, listen to this study online or uh, or, or you find it uh, on eBibles website, you can pause to uh, just jot down some of the the numbers and. And then when you're ready, start it again. So uh, there probably will be a lot of dates and a lot of numbers given in this study, but that doesn't mean that uh, you can't follow along. It, it may take a little while longer to follow along, but you can still do it. All right. Let's, let's begin with some similarities first between The first coming of Christ and, again, um, possibility of the second coming of Christ in 2033 A.D. Now, uh, first of all, let's look at the year uh, 5013 B.C. And you might be wondering, well, what does that have to do with anything uh, that date? Probably does not sound familiar to you. And, and yet it is. Because in 5013 BC, it was the 6000th year of Earth's history from creation. Creation took place, and, and these dates are according to the biblical calendar of history, which means they come from the Bible. They're derived from the scripture. Creation took place in 11,013 BC. 6,000 years later was 5,013 B.C. And from that point, there was a 23-year period until 4990 B.C., and the flood occurred. Now, we we um, often say that the flood took place in 4990, 6,023 years from the creation. But we we don't often look at that date of five thousand thirteen and yet we're we're indicating there was a tribulation period of twenty three years that God observed twenty three years before the flood began, and that would be the year five thousand thirteen BC. Now, when we look at um, the biblical history. Uh, God doesn't go into any kind of detail. He doesn't give us any sort of description of a tribulation leading up the 23 years prior to the flood. Yet, we we recognize it. We We see, based on the timeline, that yes, God was perhaps just prefiguring later tribulations, but he did observe it, by simply not destroying the world in 5013 BC, but waiting 23 years more. And then in 4990, he, he brought the flood to, uh, to bring his judgment. And, and so that means 5013 is significant. Now, likewise, 13 BC, 13 BC is again a date we don't consider or think about much, um, yet it is a date exactly 11,000 years from creation, exactly from 11,013 BC until 13 BC is is 11,000 years. And in the Old Testament, God gave the number 11 at times, to point to the first coming of Christ with Joshua's death age and Joseph's death age both being age 110 when they died which is 10 times 11 and with other statements God pointed to the coming of Christ after 11,000 years of history and and yet um 13 BC is that 11,000th year and and not only is it 11,000 years from uh creation it's 5,000 years exactly from that date 5013 BC that began that 23 year period of tribulation prior to the flood so we we know it must be significant and it is because 13 BC, if, if we go there, which the, um, fullness of, of the 11,000th year directs us there. And then if we go not 23 years, but 2300 days from 13 BC, and that is an acceptable duration, uh, which also is a, a tribulation period. And, and we'll see that later, where God uses that exact time span later on. But, but 2,300 days from 13 B.C. brings us to 7 B.C. And in the year 7 B.C., Jesus was born. Jesus was born. All the biblical evidence points to it. And not only that, but... It points to Jesus being born on the Day of Atonement, which um, was october first in seven BC. It's very likely or maybe october second that Jesus was born uh, either october first or october seventh or october second in seven BC on the day of atonement. And 7 B.C. was a jubilee year. And concerning uh, jubilee years, God indicated... let, Let me just read this from Leviticus 25. In Leviticus 25, it says in verse 9, Then shalt thou cause the trumpet of the jubilee to sound... "...on the tenth day of the seventh month, in the day of atonement, shall ye make the trumpet sound throughout all your land, and ye shall hallow the fiftieth year, and proclaim liberty throughout all the land unto all the inhabitants thereof. It shall be a jubilee unto you, and ye shall return every man unto his possession, and ye shall return every man unto his family." The tenth day of the Hebrew seventh month, the day of atonement, the trumpet was to sound to signal the jubilee in a jubilee year, which was every fiftieth year. And the jubilee years began in the year 1407 B.C. when Israel entered into the promised land. And, and that began a series of jubilees that would take place every 50 years. And since the first began in 1407, the next would be 1357 BC. And the next after that, 1307 BC. And, and that's how the, uh, the countdown would go through the centuries. Of the Old Testament every year ending in 07 or 57 would be a Jubilee year. And, and so when you come down to 7 BC, that's a Jubilee year following the pattern established by God from the entry point into the land of Canaan. And, and then the trumpet would sound all the uh, captives were to be set free. It was a time of deliverance. And and that pointed to Jesus Christ. Because that's what Christ has done with uh, his salvation program regarding his elect people. He set the captives free. Captives to sin and to Satan. Jesus is the essence of a jubilee. And also, therefore, um, of the atonement, and and that's why God connected the two. On the day of atonement, the jubilee would be brought in. Well, in Romans five, we read in verse ten: For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life and not only so but we also joy in god through our lord jesus christ by whom we have now received the atonement so the atonement has everything to do with salvation with the appeasing of the wrath of god um the satisfaction of god's law that that atones for the sins of The people of God, and and that would be God's elect. Everyone that, that God chose before the foundation of the world. Everyone Christ died for at the point of the world's foundation and paid the awful penalty of death for. That was the atonement. And, and, and so Jesus is born very likely on the Day of Atonement, in a Jubilee year, because that's the time the trumpet of the Jubilee sounds, to announce deliverance to the captives. Remember the language of the acceptable year of the Lord. In Isaiah 61, it says in verse 1, The Spirit of the Lord Jehovah is upon me, Because Jehovah hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. That announcement, liberty to the captives, identifies this statement in Isaiah 61 with the jubilee. That is what was to be proclaimed in all the land. Liberty, It goes on to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of Jehovah and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, and so forth. So, the gospel that brought glad tidings of good news to the people uh, that were in spiritual bondage and captivity in the world was identified uh, as as a time of proclaiming liberty and proclaiming an acceptable year. Now, how long was the Jubilee to last? We read it In Leviticus 25, it says again um, in verse 10, And shall hallow the fiftieth year, the whole year. uh, It says in verse 11, A jubilee shall that fiftieth year be unto you. The, The entire year was the jubilee. From the day of atonement when it began until the next year, a whole 12 months, the, the full year, the acceptable year of Jehovah. that Because Christ is the essence of the, the atonement, he is the essence of the jubilee, he is born into the world and now begins a jubilee period. At, in, in 7 BC, yet there are still uh, many things Jesus must do. He, he's just a little baby. Uh, he has to develop, and, and, and uh, God still has a timetable for things. And so even though Jesus is born on the Day of Atonement, in a Jubilee year, there is a, a long period of time, really, When you think about it, and and you know, we should think about it because God made a point of announcing Christ coming in 7 B.C. The the long for the people of God uh, were crying to God, beseeching Him, and and weary and waiting. I'm sure for the coming of Christ, and and God. Finally, after 11,006 years or 2,300 days, the 2,300 days is a period of six years and about four months, after that long a time from, from giving the promise at, at, at the very beginning in the Garden of Eden and down through history until the actual coming of Christ, and then he came. And and God made a point of having it declared and announced. Remember the angels declared his glory to the shepherds who were watching their flock at night. And Simeon, it, it was revealed to him that he should not see death until he had seen the Lord's Christ. And Anna the prophetess spoke of him to all who who had a concern for redemption in Israel. And uh, God also uh, gave uh, advanced information to the family of Zacharias and Elizabeth with the birth of John the Baptist. And uh, don't you think they told their family? They told their friends, and what of Mary, who was told of the special uh, visitation of the Holy Spirit concerning that child? And, and she gave birth As a virgin, what an incredible thing that all of her family and all the people of God that she knew would have been fascinated by. And the news of this miraculous birth would have spread. And then the child is born, the Messiah has come, it's proclaimed. And then what happens? What happens? People of God, does their circumstance change as as they come under foreign rule or have been under foreign rule? Are are they delivered from it? No, no, no change. How about their situation within Israel with the the, uh, apostate leaders of Israel? Are they delivered from that? No, no change there either. And any change out in the world? No change of any kind in the year 6 B.C., 5 B.C., 4 B.C., 3 B.C., all the way down to 1 A.D. or 2 A.D. or 5 A.D. There is no change year after year after year. And the people of God heard. It was proclaimed. The Messiah had come, and yet, for all intents and purposes, there was nothing, nothing, no interruption of, of their troubles, of their trials and tribulations, of their afflictions, of all the things that they were hoping the Messiah would help them with and cure them of and deliver them from. They were still in the same circumstances it and perhaps even worse and well let, let's give it some more time and and they continue waiting 10 AD Did, does the bible tell us anything occurred in 10 AD no 11 AD and 12 and 15 AD up 20 AD well well now the it was 26 years from the birth no change. 21, 22, 23, 20... You know, these... Um, I'm just counting numbers, but they do represent years that passed from the birth of the Messiah in 7 B.C. And in 25 A.D., it, it would have been 31 years. No word. No word. Not Nothing. No. No further announcement from God. No miracles performed by Jesus. Nothing at all after 31 years from the news that the Messiah had come. And, and, you know, there were some people, I'm sure, who heard the early reports about the Jubilee year 7 B.C. And this baby, born on the Day of Atonement, and they got excited about it, and, and they heard the shepherd's report, or they heard maybe Simeon, or they heard Anna, or maybe they heard, uh, from Zacharias himself, or, or from uh, one of Zacharias's family members who shared it with another, and people believed it and trusted in it, and, and were excited, and then their excitement over the course of time died down. And, and began to get less and less and less till the point where some, oh, don't bring that up about that Messiah. Uh, Look, we're, we're 30 years later and nothing's happened. I don't want to hear about it. And they, they no longer were interested in the events that took place in the Jubilee year of 7 BC. No, not in, and then 26 AD. And, and the more time went on, the more, Reasonable it seemed that they were correct it 's just too long ago. If God were going to do anything, he would have done it by now twenty seven a d twenty eight a d that's that's thirty four years since seven b c Why are you still talking about it? They might have said to uh what we would call today a die hard believer, a die hard believer who heard the early reports. Of the Messiah, and yet it's been thirty-four years. Let it go. When will you give it up? Just, just get on with your life. Look, uh, the Messiah will come, but he didn't come then. They, there would have been more and more as he, each year passed, more and more falling away from an earlier belief and trust, and and saying, "Well, we were wrong. We were wrong." It, it, it it just was uh, the the one saying that were wrong. They they weren't truthful men, and and you know just just like we hear today. Actually, uh, we we know how the nature of man hasn't changed, and his tendency to murmur. Just at a little period of time, as the Israelites in the wilderness found out when you when you're wandering forty years over the course of time, and with them it didn't take long in, in the case of many of them, but over the course of time, more and more people, they're weary and tired, and, and all of a sudden they forget about uh, the the great deliverance from Egypt, and the miracles of God, and the power of God, and the help of God, and it, it's just a matter of you haven't done anything for me lately, And so the complaining starts. The falling away starts. And we can be sure that period of time from 7 B.C. would have been a period where where some who heard, many who heard, were no longer willing to listen. But then came 29 A.D. And the year that uh, began... The period of Jesus's ministry, he was baptized by John the Baptist and and in the River Jordan, and from that point, Christ would begin for the next three and a half years or so, going about all Israel and and uh, beginning to work miracles, to uh, show people he was the very Christ up until the cross in 33 A.D., and then in 33 A.D., and, and that year is um, interesting, isn't it? In its relationship to 7 B.C., you know, um, I heard Mr. Camping one time mention how David reigned seven years in Hebron, and then the uh, place of his rule was transferred to Jerusalem, and he reigned 33 years in Jerusalem. Well, that matches with 7 years B.C. and then 33 years A.D. It's a similar idea. Uh, Also, the timeline from 7 B.C. to 33 A.D., when we just count the years, it's 40 calendar years, 7 plus 33. But in actual years until 33 A.D., You have to minus one because there was no year zero, a mistake in the calendar. And so it's 39 actual years from 7 BC, a jubilee year when Christ came on the day of atonement, very likely until 33 AD, the year he would go to the cross. It would be in 39 actual years now. Uh, Jesus was, uh, I believe just short of the age 39, but, but that's basically the time span. And, and so when Jesus went to the cross and then there was, um, the Feast of Weeks that followed some 50 days later. And then on the day of Pentecost, which is also called the Feast of Weeks, the Holy Spirit was poured out. And as we know, Peter, Preached that one sermon and three thousand became saved, and really the the jubilee was now in full swing. Christ came as the essence of the jubilee, the essence of the atonement. But God had a timetable for the pouring out of the Holy Spirit, and and it was to begin, and the church age began. On that day of Pentecost in 33 A.D., it was all part of the first jubilee. I know the Bible says a jubilee is a year, and that relates to the acceptable year of the Lord. But also, God is able to um, elongate or stretch out a time period to um to make it be much longer than an actual year or much longer than an actual day that that's his prerogative he can do as he pleases and and so he has made the first jubilee period to stretch from the birth of Christ all the way not just to 33 AD but into the New Testament church age and throughout the entire church age, and the church age would, would go from 33 AD until 1988 AD. And that would be a period of 1955 years. That's, that's a long Jubilee year, but that's, that's basically what it was. It was a time. That God saved people using the churches and congregations of the world. And, and all those that were saved were likened to the first fruits unto God. And, and we, we know God has his program of times and seasons. So we can see with that first coming of Christ that there are some very key dates and that would be the year 13 BC the 11,000th year from creation, the year 7 B.C., the year Christ entered into the world, a jubilee year on the Day of Atonement, and also the year 29 A.D. and 33 A.D. 33 A.D. when he would finish the task of demonstrating um the the atonement he he performed the actual atoning work at the foundation of the world he came into the world to demonstrate that and it, the demonstration was completed on the cross when Jesus said it is finished and and then um his spirit went to be with the lord went went into heaven while his body went into the grave, and uh, we we know that uh, Jesus did not die in spirit, and, and therefore, according to Isaiah 53, um, no atoning payment for sin was being performed on the cross because Isaiah 53 says he will give his soul an offering for sin, and yet Christ's soul did not die he 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 was alive uh, on the cross and then when his body died his soul went to heaven as he said to the thief next to him today thou wilt be with me in paradise so Jesus' soul never died while he was on the cross and and that of course uh, proves that there was no payment for sin being performed at that time but from the foundation of the world he he did die uh, and and he did his soul was made an offering for sin at that point and and that's why there was no need for his soul to uh, to die on the cross and even his body when it went in the tomb saw no corruption because uh, the the payment had been made before the world even started. Well, we, we see this timeline. We, we see 13 BC, 7 BC, and then this, this lull period of many years until the work of Christ begins in 29 AD and for the three and a half years period of ministry until Going to the cross in 33 AD. Well, now let's look and and compare and see the similarity with some dates that we're familiar with and and, and, in the timeline that also comes is derived from the biblical calendar of history. And let's start with the year 1988. The year 1988 is the 13,000th year of Earth's history. Now, uh, again, when we look back, the year 5,013 B.C. was the 6,000th year of Earth's history. The year 13 B.C. was the 11,000th year of Earth's history. And both of those periods were used of God to begin a tribulation that would lead... To the Flood in 4990, 23 years later, and lead to the birth of the Messiah in 7 BC, 2300 days later from 13 BC. Well, in 1988, it was the 13,000th year of Earth's history. And that year also was the year the Church Age ended, or the first Jubilee. The first outpouring of the Holy Spirit came to a close in 1988. And, and, and that, that's where the tribulation comes in of 2300 evening mornings. And this was a grievous period wherein virtually no one was saved. And also it was a period of time when there was no rain and no Season. There, there was the, the time of first fruits that had just ended on May 21, 1988, the day before Pentecost. And, and the rain, the early rain ceased to fall. And at that point, God was, was not saving anyone within any church in all the world. The Holy Spirit came out of the church and Satan entered in. Virtually no one outside of the churches was saved and we have to say virtually because the Bible in Revelation 8 speaks of about a half hour of silence and the word silence when we, we search the Bible and check that word out allows for, it's a word that means silence but allows for the littlest, slightest bit of noise. And so, if, if there is silence in heaven, or, uh, a virtual silence would mean virtually no one is being saved. Well anyway, it could be that no one at all was saved, but we, we just make that allowance because the Bible leads us in that direction, that for the 2300 evening mornings, for a period of six years and about four months, uh, There was no one being saved until September 7th, 1994. So just as we had 13 B.C. and 2300 evening mornings leading us to 7 B.C., a Jubilee year, we have the year 1988, 2300 evening mornings leading us to 1994. And what was special about the year 1994. It was a jubilee year. As I mentioned earlier, the jubilee in the Old Testament would be 5-7 or 0-7 in every century. and And 57 B.C., 7 B.C. was the year Christ was born, and that was the last Old Testament side of the cross jubilee. It was the 28th jubilee since 1407, and, and, and by the way, from 7 BC to 1994 is 2000 years. And if you break down 2000, according to Jubilees, that's 40 times 50. Every 50 years is a Jubilee period. And, and, and so, uh, 1994 would be the 40th since 7 BC. Uh, even 2000 years overall since 1407. BC 1994 is the 68th overall jubilee, and 68 uh, you you can break down to um, four times 17. So the number four would would point to the furthest extent, number 17 to heaven, as the jubilee has everything to do with saving people and bringing them to heaven. But from 7 BC, when we project the Jubilee into the New Testament era, you go 7 plus 44, which is 51, and then you have to minus 1 because there's no year 0. So the year 44 AD was a Jubilee year. Then, 50 years later, 94 AD. Then in each following century, 144, 194, 244, 294. 1944-1994, Jubilee year. And the next Jubilee, if we were to reach it, would be 2044. But 1994 is a Jubilee, and it stands in a special relationship to the Jubilee in which Christ was born, 7 B.C., because... The first coming of Christ was after eleven thousand years, remember, plus twenty three hundred days. And so we would expect, because the Bible relates to number thirteen to the second coming of Christ in the end of the world. And and there's just many verses that uh that show that. We would expect when we get to the thirteen thousandth year, the fullness of that thousands which was 1988, and then follow the same pattern, 2300 evening mornings, and then just like in 7 BC, there stands another jubilee of 1994. You see that that relationship between 94 and 7 BC and 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 1988 and 13 BC. Uh, it is unique. It's unique. They stand in exactly the same position, some two thousand years later. As a matter of fact, from 13 BC until 1988, two thousand years exactly. From 7 BC until 1994, two thousand years exactly. You remember the minus one when you add those two numbers together. So they they stand, um, it sort of parallel to one another, separated by 2,000 years, just as 33 A.D. is separated by 2,000 years from 2033 A.D. And and that's why we have to seriously look at 2033 A.D. as the possible year that Christ will return to complete, the jubilee the second jubilee which we'll talk about in a minute but uh um, you, you know deliverance of the captives is not complete until god has completed his entire salvation which involves the resurrection of the body and and so uh, it, if it, it were the case then in 2033 god finally takes his people to heaven, destroys the earth and so forth, and and equips them with a new resurrected body, That's that's part of saving them, that's part of delivering them, that's part of what Jesus as the Jubilee came to do. It would be the fulfillment, the completion of his work as the one who made atonement for them, as the one who has set them free from sin, because now they're finally set free from sin in their body. And, and, and so that is related to the Jubilee, to the work of the atonement that Christ performed. And, and so we have two dates, 1988 and 1994, that are 2000 years into the future from 13 BC and 7 BC. And we have 7 BC and 1994 as Jubilee years. And so on September 7th, 1994, God once again indicated a Jubilee year. And, and so it was another outpouring of the Holy Spirit a second time, a second outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible speaks of a mysterious second time in Isaiah chapter 11 it says in verse 10 and in that day there shall be a root of Jesse which shall stand for an ensign of the people to it shall the Gentiles seek and his rest shall be glorious and it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people which shall be left from Assyria and from Egypt and from Pathros and from Cush and from Elam and so forth. A second time, also in the book of Jonah, we we read that God commanded Jonah to go to Nineveh and Jonah went to Tarshish, he fled on the ship. But then God, after stopping him by uh, having a raging sea and and leading the mariners to cast him overboard where he was swallowed by the whale. And the whale vomited him out onto dry land. And the dry land happened to be Nineveh, where the Lord wanted him to go. It says in Jonah 3, And the word of Jehovah came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. A second time. Now, what's interesting about the historical account that we find in the book of Jonah is that Jonah's name, Jonah's name, literally, his um, name is 3124 in the Hebrew of Strong's Concordance. And if you look at 3123, I think I have those numbers right. But if you look at 3123, the, the next, uh, word, it is identical spelling, identical consonants, and identical vowel pointing. They're, they're the same word. Exactly the same word. And that word that Jonah's name is exactly like is dove. Dove. And that's significant because God likens the Holy Spirit to a dove. In Mark chapter 1, it says in verse 10, And straightway coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens open, and the Spirit, like a dove, descending upon him. And and this is when Jesus was being baptized. And God records that in each of the four Gospels, the Spirit, like a dove, And and therefore, as God defines his own terms, the spiritual meaning of dove we have to look at, wherever we find that word, would be the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. And what happened in 33 AD on the day of Pentecost? The Holy Spirit was poured out the first time. The dove, as it were, went forth into the world to... Uh, deliver his people with that first Jubilee. But then in 1994, a Jubilee year, after the grievous 2300 evening mornings, God pours out the Holy Spirit a second time, a second Jubilee. 94 is a Jubilee year. And, and so it's as though the dove is now going a second time, the Holy Spirit. And, and God comes to Jonah, the dove, the second time and commands him to go to Nineveh. Nineveh here would, would represent the world, the, that great city and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose, it says in Jonah three verse three and went unto Nineveh according to the word of Jehovah. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days journey. So Jonah, Obediently goes forth into the city of Nineveh a second time that God has commanded this, which ties in and relates to the second outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And, and just like the first began with a Jubilee and the birth of Christ and extended into 33 AD and beyond, all the way to 1988, uh, until the end of the Church Age. So, from September 7th, 1994, there will be an extended period of Jubilee. This will be over the second part of the Great Tribulation, and the Great Tribulation itself is only a little season, so it will not last very long. It lasts almost 17 years, to the point of May 21, 2011, and and then God ends the uh, the latter rain and and the great tribulation comes to a close and so forth, but the second jubilee, the second outpouring of the Holy Spirit began in a jubilee year of 1994, and and God sent forth the Spirit. Moving in his people, bringing the gospel to the world, and we know that it was his plan to save a great multitude of people. Now, we, we have to look at another interesting thing, which is from that first Jubilee of 7 BC until 33 AD when, when God would officially Commence and, and the, the sending forth of the Holy Spirit would, uh, get underway was 7 BC to 33 AD was 40 calendar years, but 39 actual years. I think I mentioned that before. From 1994 AD, a Jubilee year until 2033 AD, which we're looking at, as a possible coming of the Lord Jesus is a period of 40 inclusive years, but 39 actual years. And what I mean by inclusive is if you, and I would suggest this, write down a piece of paper, start 1994, 95, and write out all the years to 2033 and then number them. And if you begin with 94 as number one, then 2033 will be 40. But if, if it's actual years, then 1994 to 1995 is year one. So you, 95, you would start year one. And then it's 39 actual years. And that matches the 40 calendar years or 39 actual years in the relationship of 7 B.C. to Christ going to the cross in 33 A.D. And and so we have another match 2,000 years apart from 33 A.D. to 2033. In other words, the years 1988, 1994, and 2033 A.D. sit in an extremely similar way as the years 13 B.C., 7 B.C., and 33 A.D. They're separated by 2,000 years. And so they are positioned in a very identical way with one another. And both have jubilee years, both have periods in fullness of thousands in which a tribulation began, and then uh, both have 2300 days until the jubilee from uh, 11000 years until 11006 when Christ came and from 13000 until 13006 when the second outpouring of the jubilee occurred in 1994 and and, and so forth so they are standing in very similar places Separated by two millennium. And, and, and so we also heard reports back in 1994. We heard reports. Well, it, you know, when you look at the biblical evidence and there's much more, there's much more. Um, maybe we'll, we'll do another study at least to, uh, to look at some other interesting things about 1994 and the day of atonement and, the release uh, on the day of atonement of the goat into the wilderness well the release of that goat into the wilderness ties in to judgment on the unsaved and that took place on the day of atonement and it would have occurred in a jubilee year as well on the day of atonement and uh, and so when we we look at the fact that there was this a sort of announcement that occurred back in 1994 of the coming of Christ, and then it died down. And And yes, we know uh, May 21, 2011, it, it, it sort of picked up in urgency again. But when we look at the span of years, and we see that right now in the year 2016 were some uh, 22 years, from 1994, the Jubilee year, well, well, keep in mind the, the Jews of old back in the first century when they were waiting after 15 AD and 20 AD and 25 AD for God to work and seemingly nothing was happening. Nothing was taking place. Well, likewise, now we that's how we feel. We We look back at these dates and these um, the the interesting information that came forth from the Bible and therefore came forth from God. And we we feel that uh, there, that it, it hasn't happened when there's a possibility of an overarching or over reaching, timeline yes we we were focused on the tribulation of 23 years and and then we were focused on 10,000 days on October 7th 2015 and and yet there could be uh on top of this or overreaching all these things another timeline remember that was Moses's problem Moses Go, based on the Bible, based on what God said to Abram in Genesis, was looking at the 400 year period, the 400 year period, as the time of deliverance. The time that God had said to Abram that after four generations, uh, they'll be afflicted 400 years, they'll come forth. And, and Moses, In the year 390, when he was 40, thought, well, we have 10 years. And yet he was too soon. It would be another 40 years. There was more information or an overarching timeline he was unaware of at that time that actually made the total duration 430 years that they would spend in Egypt and and just so happens he was off by 40 years and and then after 430 years in the self same day god brought them forth so they uh, they many jews uh, in their grievous bondage were crying to god and and perhaps for a little bit were excited with moses and then they they just give up and are so weary and tired how long o oh lord and and yet God is, is operating and working according to a set timetable that they were just simply not aware of. Yet they were correct in looking for a time, but it wouldn't be until Moses went out into the desert for 40 years that, that it would be revealed to him. And it was, this is the time now, Moses, and you have to return to Egypt. Well, we have been correct. I, I have never doubted that um, by God's grace. I've never doubted we have been correct in looking and hasting unto the coming day of God and looking for these things. and, and I've never felt um, a moment uh, that looking into the Bible concerning the coming of Christ is somehow sinful. never for a second we have been correct it's just a matter uh, uh, is is it a longer period of time that that we have to step back and perhaps take a look at something that is extending a little further into the future thanks for joining us for e-bible fellowship sunday bible study For more information or to hear additional Bible studies, be sure to visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com.